Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. I am Asan. I'm Derek. And Derek, how you doing, man? You good? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a pretty boring week, so you know, nothing really to uh, nothing really to uh, complain or talk about. Cool. You're uh, you're going on a trip here in a little bit, so we're gonna I knock am. out a couple episodes this week and uh, have some in the can, as they say. But um, as they say, let's dive right into the DMs. Let's slide into those DMs. Um, Last thing you sent me was about Hitman, huh? Yeah, so the video game franchise is not moving forward um, because the interactive is going to be focusing on a James Bond game. Which okay, gotcha. will be That's interesting. Fun. A James Bond game made by the people that make Hitman. I am interested. Tell me more, please. Yeah, exactly. I'm super into that. Um, I hope they make a James Bond game. I think that'd be really fun. A third-person action shooter would be awesome. Yes, because uh, I think that's uh, an element of the James Bond games that we haven't had before. Uh, they're mostly just like shooters. It'd be fun to have like a you know a fully immersive third player action game um, with yeah. all the James Bond shit. I think that'd be really Set cool. In Cold War era would be awesome. That would be very cool. Like seventies um, or, or yeah, or even even before that would be fun. Um, like sixties would be fun. Just like yeah. I'm thinking about the different kinds of oh, no. cars and Cold stuff like War that. Cold War was still on in the sixties, so like it still fits. Like pick your Cold War era, sixties, seventies, or eighties. You know, mm-hmm. I totally. think it'd still be fun. I think sixties or seventies would be my. That would be my like. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be really fun. Um, yeah, I'm super into that. Hope they do it. Um, next thing, John Wick. Chapter John four. Wick Chapter Four has a ten uh, from IGN, which might be yes. the first ten I've seen from them. Uh, uh, did they give God crazy. of War a ten or a nine point five? They may have given that a ten. I think um, they gave but in it terms a 10. of movies. This may be the oh, only yeah. thing I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're uh, a little bit they more stingy but... on their reviews for movies than they are for video games. Which I don't know. They're still they're still stingy, which is great. And I don't mean that as like a mm-hmm. as a uh, like a uh, criticism. Mm-hmm. I actually like the fact mm-hmm. that they're stingy. Totally. Um. So I'll just read this real quick from IGN. In their review, it says, It seemed like an impossible task, but the Baba Yaga has a history of delivering on those. John Wick Chapter 4 stands above its predecessors and the past decade's worth of action films as a whole. As a modern epic, something Keanu Reeves and Chad Stahelski have been driving at since two, uh, 2014. Um, Crazy. I, yeah, dude. I'm beyond stoked for this movie. I cannot wait to see it. I hope it's as good as they're saying it is for just because I want Keanu Reeves to get all of his flowers. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm really stoked about this. Yeah, it looks really great, man. Um, it, yeah, there's there's an entire shootout scene utilizing cars while going mm-hmm. around the Arc de Triomphe in Paris, which I'm like. <laughs> This looks awesome. Like, if memory serves, there's a shot on the trailer where John Wick doesn't have a door on his car. On his car, he goes mm-hmm. into a side slide, like a power slide, and then mm-hmm. steps out of it and pulls up his gun and just starts walking towards his like his like enemy's like car and just starts shooting. I was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be great. Yeah, that that kind of shit is is cool. And the only and it's you only kind of can come up with that stuff if like the person directing it is also like a stunt guy, which Chad Stahelski yeah. is. Or just so into like, action movies. Yeah. I'm super stoked uh for that. It looks great. Uh do you see the trailer for Little Mermaid I sent you? I did, yeah. What'd you think? Yeah, I, I, I think it looks good. I think it looks fine. Um the teaser I was worried about just because I was like, oh I hope the whole movie is not dark and murky like this. And I think they 
have learned their lesson from uh, Black Panther 2. Um, I think it looks much better. I think the there there's no, I, I, the, the movie is definitely making a choice to go with a more naturalistic look in terms of the sea creatures, mm-hmm. um, which I don't mind. I know some people don't like like the new uh, lobster design, Sebastian design. I don't mind it. I think it works Here's, for what they're I've trying to do. I've heard more criticism on Flounder's design than Sebastian's. Really? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More people. Yeah. More people, at least in the scope, the area that I'm at, are freaking out about the way Flounder looks. Which I'm mm. like, yeah, Sebastian looks fine. He's just a crab. Like, okay, yeah. whatever. Flounder has these weird eyebrows on him and stuff like that. Yeah. Like they try to make him humanoid and fish at the same time, which is a little yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I I I have no more like reservations about this movie. I think it's going to. I, I don't think it's going to blow me away in any way. But I no. I definitely think it's going to be fine. Uh, kids are going to love this movie, especially mm-hmm. young girls are going to love this movie. Yeah. I I'm totally fine with it. Fine, yeah. Disney, do your thing. Uh, it's it's one of those. Do I like that they're doing live action movie like remakes? No. Uh, do I think this uh-huh. sh- should they they should just rescreen the originals? You know, with like better like redo the um mm-hmm. the graphics, just rescreen the originals. Mm-hmm. However, this one looks out of all the ones that's coming out. This one looks just great. Okay, awesome. Totally. Like yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you've got to make one, sounds yeah. good. And this feels like the one you would want to do live action if you're going to do any of them. The rest of yeah. like Lion King was always weird to me. Like, why are you doing that yeah, live action? Yeah, it's basically just go to the zoo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This one feels like yeah, mermaids and you know it features mostly you know you know a lot of or not mostly but a lot of human characters and it's all about being human and all that kind of stuff. So I think it works to do this one. But like yeah, like Beauty and the Beast, like all, all those. It's like why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, cool. Beauty and the Beast uh, the wasn't Oscar- bad. It just wasn't good. Like that's yep. that's how I feel about all of these movies, these live action remakes. They're not mm-hmm. bad, but they're not good yeah. either. They're yeah. just kind of there, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel about this one. I'm like, if people come back, I'm like it's great, I'll be like, okay, I'll go see it. But I'm not really mm-hmm. planning on running out to see this one. No, no, you no. know, um, yeah, not unless I hear it's like truly yeah. amazing. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Oscars happened. They did. A twenty four cleaned up. Oh, in a big way. <laughs> Yeah, they won for Best Supporting Actor, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Best Supporting Actress to uh, for every uh, the two support roles went to every everything everywhere all at once, and the actor awards went to uh, Brendan Fraser for the whale and to Michelle Yeoh for everything every, everywhere all at once. Uh, good for them. A twenty four is killing it. Uh, and they are really setting a new standard for like what a Hollywood movie is, and I'm super stoked for that, and happy for all the actors involved. Yeah, me too. For sure. This is one of the for- first years that that the people that won were the people that I thought deserved to win. Yes. And the people that I was hoping would win. You know. Yeah. Like normally, I just don't care because there really isn't anything that comes out during the year that I'm like, "Wow, this mm-hmm. was amazing!" But like everything, everywhere, all at once, in the whale, they're great movies. Mm-hmm. Like they're just solid movies and they're they're made by good people, you mm-hmm. know, which is like that's what you want to see. You want to see good people winning the awards. Yeah, totally. Um, Guillermo del Toro's P- Pinocchio won best feature animated feature. Mm-hmm. Which did you um, see that one? No, I didn't see it. It looks great, though. Uh, it looks great. The visuals are amazing. The story mm-hmm. is meh. OK, it's just kind of eh. like it's not bad. Again, it's not bad, but I wasn't like blown away by it, you mm-hmm. know. 
But yeah, it definitely does for the animation style that it did because it's mm-hmm. actual. It's not CGI. It's actual stop motion animation. It mm-hmm. deserves. It deserves the Oscar just for Good. that alone because it looks amazing. Yeah. The Whale won for makeup and hairstyling. Black Panther for costume design. Let's see any other? All Quiet on the Western Front uh, won for production design, which I need to watch. That movie looks I gory need to as well. and crazy. Yeah, it looks nuts. Um, they also won for international feature film. Um, mm-hmm. Avatar: The Way of Water won for visual effects. Um, I mean, well we all deserved. knew that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, adapted screenplay. Screenplay went to Women Talking. Original screenplay went to Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, sound was Top Gun Maverick. Original song was RRR, which I still need to see. Yeah, I need to see that um, one too. My buddy Rex has been on me to watch those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't then, have like 18 hours to like yeah, devote I know. to like. They're long, yeah. man. They're long even by like Marvel movie standards. Like, yeah. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, one editing and directing uh, as well. So, of course. Those are, those are like the major awards there. Um, good stuff. Um, also what I have been hearing is that, uh, um, uh, excuse me, what is that movie? Dungeons and Dragons is really good, which comes yes, out soon. Yes, you sent me a clip, which I, yeah. I actually did not watch because I don't want to ruin stuff for that movie for me, mm-hmm. but from what I've seen in people, like, from what little I did, the intro to that, I got to about the second question part mm-hmm. in that little clip and i was like okay i gotta turn this off because this looks funny and i, <laughs> yeah. I want to be surprised by this moment um yeah um apparent so uh the rumor is uh well it's not a rumor they've been doing very early press screenings and allowing the press to talk about the movie which like means they're pretty confident in it and it, mm-hmm. that clip that i saw looks very funny it's a very funny little bit uh oh, I very think- funny yeah, and if if the if it, I didn't realize it was going to be such a comedy, if this is a comedy and it's funny like that throughout, then I think I think it's probably going to be. Oh, then enjoyable. they have a massive hit on their hands because we have yeah. not seen a funny action movie in a long time. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> like um, there have been some that have tried to come out and build themselves uh-huh. as action comedies, but like it, it's kind of we grew up like, grew up in the era of the '90s, like the era mm-hmm. of the action comedy. 100%. You know what I mean? And so we just don't – people have kind of lost the sensibility on how to make one. And even if you asked me, I wouldn't be able to tell you how to do it. But, like, mm-hmm. when you know, you know, you know? Yep. Um, it seems like uh, the movie 65 starring Adam uh, Driver is whatever. Uh, IGN gave it a six. <laughs> so it looks yeah. like it's fine. It sounds like it's better than middle of the road but still middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, there's a rumor that James Spader is going to come back as Ultron in Armor Wars. Cool. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think it's a smart idea? Yeah, um, I think so. Um, it doesn't necessarily specify if he's going to be a villain or not mm-hmm. um, in this iteration of it, which I could see that um, it, go, it going one way or the other. I think, I mean, either way is what I should mm-hmm. have said. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a good get. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, that movie has a lot of problems, uh, uh, Age of Ultron. But I think um, James Spader, uh, I could see them retconning that performance and and bringing it back and making it something fun for Armor Wars because mm-hmm. I think James Spader has a um, a charming quality to him that I think uh, would be cool in like a good guy role. Yeah, um, yeah. I, well, he I'm all plays about it. kind of that kind of that charming guy. I mean, he's not necessarily a good guy, but in the Blacklist. Mm-hmm. He has kind of that char- He's got. He's very charming in that show. 
Yeah, I could see him being a like a, like they somehow take like a version of Ultron that before it went nuts and like using that as like uh, Riri Riri Williams's operating software for her suit or mm-hmm. the, the War Machine suit or whatever. I could or, see that being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say or. He's come up, he's downloaded himself into a manufacturing plant. He's manufacturing all the, basically, the villains for Armor Wars that, that Riri That's Williams and uh, um, mm-hmm. uh, Rhodey have to face. Because I could see him being as basically a replacement for Paul Bettany, who might be too expensive to do this. Mm, true. You know what I'm saying? True. Um, I could see them well, being like, well, who can we get to be the voice in the suit? I think War uh, Machine has a different operating system than Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that would yeah. make sense, especially if it's like a version of Ultron. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be um, interesting. Yeah, into it. Uh, what else we got? Daredevil Born Again. Vanessa Fish will be played They're by... just swapping actresses. Oh, okay. Gotcha. They're swapping out actresses, which is weird because the girl that played Vanessa in the first one, or the, the lady that played Vanessa in the first one, I really liked her. I thought she did a great job. Yeah. Probably just so, a scheduling conflict or oh, something. Definitely. Um, Disney is being very careful about future Star Wars movies, as they should. Um... Caped Crusader is scrapped at HBO Max and is moving to Amazon. Is this a new animated thing? I think, yes, it is. So it's yes. a... Um, yeah. Picked up the animated series Batman Caped Crusader with a two-season order originally set up at HBO Max. The show was canceled by parent company Warner Bros. Discovery in August. But Amazon has come to the rescue. Um, it also shot was shopped around to like Netflix, Apple, and Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll see. I, I'm interested. As with most Batman animated stuff, if I want to watch it, it hinges on the animation style mm-hmm. for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to put some money into it. It's got to look good. Totally. I agree. Um, so James Gunn is going to be directing the new um, Superman writing. Legacy film, mm-hmm. which will be cool. Yeah, and writing it. So and writing uh, it, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked for that. Um, yeah, he... I we need a proper Superman movie, so I'm very it's excited been, about it's that. It's been, I mean, Man of Steel was good, mm-hmm. depending on how you feel about it. I liked mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. um, I like it. It's just not what I think of as like a Superman movie. It's right. a great movie about we, Superman, but I want yes. a Superman movie. Okay, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, and I totally understand what. And I was gonna say something to that effect. It was where it's yeah. like I like it, but I want to see Golden Boy Superman. I want to yes. see like have a good day. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like helping old women across the street and just exactly. being like a force for good, as opposed to this angsty, like massive angry man, which <laughs> yeah, exactly. is great. Don't get me wrong. I like that version of him too. But we've seen. But I haven't seen like a Christopher Reevesy kind of you know Superman in a while, and I'd like to see you know the curl in the forehead, you know, and totally. all that stuff. Like the the do the do gooder of justice, you know. Totally. Um, we're getting Beetlejuice two um, with Jenna Ortega and Michael Keaton. Jenna Ortega is about to be everywhere, so just buckle up. <laughs> I know. I I was hoping that she wouldn't, and not not because I don't like her, yeah. but just like I don't want to be overexposed, you know. And then totally. now that I'm seeing her, like the the reaction to Wednesday, I was like, oh, she's gonna be everywhere now. Yep, she's totally gonna be everywhere. Um, and good for her, you know. Yeah, get your money. Totally good for her. She's just she's the new Timothy Chalamet, you know. She's yep. about to be in everything. Yep. Um, so good for her. Um, uh, Keanu Reeves said he's always wanted to play Wolverine, which is, I think, great. Um, I would be down. Uh, let's see. He always wanted to play Wolverine. Scream 6 has a 9 from IGN. Very high score. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, they, uh, they say here, emotions and brutality are at an all-time high in Scream 6, setting it up to be the best sequel in the franchise yet. 
though it does ultimately fumble the reason for Sidney Prescott's absence. Radio Silence has officially proven that there is a future for the franchise with or without its original final girl by giving us strong connections to the new core four. Cool. I want to see this. Uh, it's one of the movies I'll be catching up on over the next couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, I want to see it too. It's really good. It sounds mm-hmm. really good. Everybody's been raving about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then the Echo thing we covered last week. Yeah. All right, that's all the DMs. Let's slide that's out of the that. DMs. Um, okay, cool. Let's uh, then let's jump right into the uh, the stuff we're reviewing this week. Let's start with um, I guess let's start with the Last of Us. Last of Us. All right. And then we'll talk about and then we can talk about because that it'll 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 leave it better as an open ended ending to like the next review of the next episodes of Mandalorian. I think since yeah. we're, we're since we're finishing off Last of Us. Yeah, let's, let's just finish off first. Last of Us and then we'll talk about Mandalorian later. Cool. What did you cool. think about the finale episode of The Last of Dude. Us? Dude, oh, so good. Um, it was a plot summary. It was a very, I thought, a very good ending. They did a really good job wrapping it up mm-hmm. um, in a way that finishes both finishes the story and leaves you wanting more. Yes. You know? Yep. I wasn't ready for it to end. I was ready for the Me show to continue either. on for a while. Yep. And um, I'm glad that I have other... Um, I'm glad I have other TV shows to watch because, <laughs> because I'm going to really... I'm going to miss this show. 100%. Um, I'm going to miss it too. I think... Man. <sighs> this show is uh, is very good. Um, and I think this episode is, um, very good, uh, a very good episode of the show. Um, yeah, dude, I just think it's good. So basically in the episode, um, we see, basically we're tying up all the loose ends from this first season, essentially, where, um, we get to the Firefly Hospital, um, where uh, Ellie and Joel are captured. And well, we start with jo- we start with her mom. Oh, the, the, sorry, that's right. That's the cold open. So the cold mm-hmm. open is a flashback to Ellie's mom, uh, pregnant, about to give birth, and she's attacked by a uh, a uh, clicker, and uh, she is scratched um, on Bit. her leg, but gives birth mid all of that happening at one time, basically. Um, and so Ellie is born into that situation. She manages to kill the, uh, the, the, the zombie before, uh, it could like kill her or anything. Um, and, uh, what's the, what's the Marlena? Is that Uh, the head of the firefighter's name? I think it's Marlena. Yes. Marlena. She is like Marlene. Marlene. She's friends with Ellie's mom. Um, uh, maybe more than that. Um, but definitely friends. Um, they definitely have like a, a close relationship based on their interactions. And basically, um, Ellie's mom says, you know, you have to take care of her, get her to whatever. I was scratched after I cut the umbilical cord, which is, was a lie. Um, she's like, you have to take her, blah, 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 and you have to kill me. And at first, Marlene's like, no, I'm not going to do that. But she takes the baby, but then decides to go back and, and, and kill her. Um, and so that's where we start. Um, and then and then it, we go back to, uh Yeah. Joel and Ellie get to the Firefly Hospital where they uh, are captured. And when Joel awakens, uh, he's there with Marlene, who's who says basically, 
we're going to cut Ellie open and take the matter out of her brain. That is the piece that we need to create a cure. And Joel is not having it. And we see a, an amazing sequence where he kills everyone in there. Gets really pissed off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he kills everyone in there and um, and even kills Marlene and uh, takes Ellie. And when Ellie wakes up, they have a conversation. And uh, basically, he lies to her and tells her that, uh, you know, the, the hospital got raided. And that the, the Fireflies had stopped looking for a cure because they found dozens of people like Ellie. Um, they stopped looking for a cure and that the hospital was raided and they barely made it out with their lives. Uh, Ellie doesn't believe him and she's like, you know, swear to me that you're telling the truth. And he says, I swear. And she thinks about it for a moment and accepts his answer, whether she believes him or not. <laughs> and uh, and that's the end of the episode. Um, and basically, in, it, for Joel, that means they're going back to Tommy's settlement and will live there. Um, and not try to make any further contact with the Fireflies. Um, yeah. So that's where the episode ended. Um, yeah, what'd you think about all that? How th- what'd you think about how it played out, the the, the Joel kicking ass sequence? Oh, the Joel kicking ass sequence I'll talk about in a second. I think the more mm-hmm. poignant se- uh, segment for me was when they talked about him committing su- trying to commit suicide. Yeah. Yeah, that was, um, that was crazy. Yeah, that... that moment for me was I was very like wow okay mm-hmm. like it's very cool uh, very well done very well handled um, yeah uh, the ass kicking sequence by Joel is always a favorite of mine I just like a don't steal my daughter kind of moment mm-hmm. um, it was yeah. good I mean it was exactly what you wanted to see Screw those guys. Like, if they're going to try to kill, if Ellie has to die in the process, like, no, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. You know, like, there's got to be an easier way. You can't just do it. I love the fact that the doctor just picked up the scalpel and he was like, I'm not letting you take her. And Jill just shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you brought a knife to a gunfight, son. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, no, like, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the, the, the most important conversation of the episode was when they talked about when Joel was when Joel tried to commit suicide. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that was a, a, a an important scene. I think that was a, it does a lot to um, uh, it does a lot to humanize. I think Joel's motivations and like helps you kind of understand what kind of mental state he's in. <laughs> yeah, which is to say, not great. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I thought that was a great scene as well. Um, I thought um, Bella Ramsey did really, really good in this episode. I thought she was uh, great uh, in her performances felt in this scene in particular, uh, in, or in these sequences in, the, in this episode in particular, seemed very grounded and very, like, mm-hmm. weighty and very real. And, um, yeah, I was watching the little... Uh, the little post-credits thing that they do where they, like, kind of recap the episode and give you insight about... Um, mm-hmm. the thought processes behind the show and stuff like right. that. And I thought it was cool that what she was saying about um, Bella or about Ellie's reaction to what like Joel lying to her basically. And um, basically she elaborates that like in, in from, from her reading of it, um, Ellie is so traumatized by like what the, 
the truth of the situation is that she just has to accept the lie right. because the truth is too overwhelming. <laughs> right. Is that in order to do in order for her to help humanity, she has to die. Yeah. At least and, so well, far. Yeah. Yeah. And even even the, the, the truth of the scenario is, is like the one person she trusted and, and loved and believed would like make the right decision to help humanity. Like it. it not only did he not do that, right. but then he lied to her about it and she can't trust him, but she's the only person he's the only person she can trust. And so all of that is just so overwhelming for her that she's just like, hey, it's easier if I just say, OK. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so sure. and, and obviously we'll we'll come with, you know, we'll reckon with those uh, those decisions later, uh, <laughs> in the, whether in the next season or whenever they get to game two. But, um, yeah, dude, I thought the episode was great. Um yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, Joel got his John Wick sequence that I it yep. felt believable and oh yeah, and great. that's yeah, it that part felt believable. Like I was like, okay, cool. Like he's not just. I didn't want him to go full John Wick. Yeah, that's no. when I I wouldn't have believed that, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but he had his his juggernaut moment, which I was mm-hmm. like very happy about, and yeah. and it was believable, and it um, yeah. Don't cool. take his daughter. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I'm excited to see what they do with next season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, it's going to be amazing! I can't wait. Um, um, anything else yeah. on this? No, just okay. a solid, just a solid TV show, man. Like, I like it a lot. Like, it's just, it's going to be a bummer that we have to wait another year to see another like episode of the, or the continuation of the story. I know, just because it is such like a. It's a very. It has a lot to say, and a lot of good stuff to say about humanity. Uh, it's got also a lot. It also has a, like. It also tells it in this like tragically beautiful way. Mm-hmm. That I think most people. I think most people want a show like this, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think that it takes a very, very talented sort of person to tell a story like this. I agree. Um I know. I totally agree. Uh, I think the the this show in lesser hands would be very would be far less interesting than it is. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, the well, deaf, the the deftness and the gentleness with which they like handle the source material is it's impressive. Yeah, I agree. All right, um, let's quickly touch on uh, Mandalorian. So let's far. Do, let's got... just cover episode one because there's a lot to talk about about episode two and some of the implications that happen in episode two. Cool. So, yeah, we can um, do that. We squeeze it out in a couple of minutes. We could do episode one real quick. Okay, cool. What did you think of episode one? Uh, I liked it. It was a good uh, – it, it wasn't great, but yeah. it was good enough. I was confused. His intro – into season three when all the Mandalorians are fighting that weird turtle alligator thing I thought was a little mm-hmm. like a little too long mm-hmm. but the runtime of the episodes only 30 minutes like 35 minutes so it makes sense why they had this drawn out sequence of like action to mm-hmm. kind of get you into like the all right um other than that um it was good I like that Grogu is a little bit more self uh reliant now like he can mm-hmm. kind of take care of himself a little bit um mm-hmm. I think it's it's cool their dynamic. Um, yeah, it's just good to see all the old characters come back and uh, you know get set. It was good setup for the path of the journey for where the season's gonna go. Yeah, yeah. This was one of those episodes for me where like it it had to do a, a lot in terms of reintroducing people back into this show, mm-hmm. and so like it, I knew it was gonna be kind of clunky going in. 
Um, and you know, for what it was and what it like, I knew that it had to do going in. I was like, oh, this is good. This is fine. Like, there's some interesting stuff going on. I like that we're getting a lot of the um, world building into like the Mandalore and like mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. Um, the Mandalore lore. Um, the Mandalore, Ian? Yes, the Mandalore. Um, yeah, I like that we're learning about all that. I think it's really cool, like, when we see all the different Mandalorians and their different armors and stuff like that, and I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward uh, to... Uh, they definitely need to... Um, I think this show definitely needed a kick in the ass after uh, the Book of Boba Fett, which that show I was kind of bored by. Yeah, that um, show and- was boring. Yeah, and so I'm excited to see uh, uh, which directions they take this in, and it seems like they're trying to do some new, cool stuff, which is which is great. Like, let's get creative. You know what I mean? We have, yeah, let's have know. some fun with it again. You exactly. Because we wanted to see the book of Boba Fett. We didn't want to see him do like trade relations as a sheriff in like a small town. We wanted to see Boba Fett do Boba Fett stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. Like, yeah, go on. No, a, I like, I want to see him go bounty hunting. Yeah. I think there should be a bounty of the week for a while, mm-hmm. and then that's what they should do for Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. That's just me, but uh, no, the Mandalorian's great. It's I like that it 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 really brings the world of Star Wars to life, mm-hmm. which is in a way that is not being done in other areas of Star Wars right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it does it it does it competently, which you know you look at and Andor did it too, um, mm-hmm. but you look at stuff like Obi Wan Kenobi and um, some of that other stuff, and it's like oh. Like swing and a miss, but <laughs> yeah. these are just so solid, and they they know what they are, and they don't try to do anything more than what they can, you know. Right. And what they're what they can do is tell a good story, and so that's what they're they set out to do, and that's just what the point of the show is, is that it's just going to tell a good fun story, and yeah. about our hero who is I'm slowly worried that he's a religious zealot. you think so i think he might be i think because they talk about the creed and like how he's like a hardcore mandalorian you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think his 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 yeah they're i think they're setting him up to not be so zealous in the future i think that's the arc his character is on and yeah because right now he he feels like his his whole identity is wrapped up in being a good mandalorian Mm -hmm. um but i think obviously like i think where he's headed is he's going to realize that like Hey, it's not all about just adhering to the creed. It's about doing what's right. That's yeah. probably which direction he's headed in. So, like, great. Yeah, I, I think if I had to guess. Yeah, for sure. No, I love it, and mm-hmm. um, and it's great. I think season two got too interested in introducing us to other characters, and I think mm-hmm. season three is going to be a, mostly a return to like a closed loop sort of story with just with just Jin and um, Grogu. Yeah, which will be cool. I agree, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, me too. It's a good show. I look forward to it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, cool. We'll do more episodes when you get back from uh, uh, Ireland. And uh, yeah, this was great. Uh, I can't wait to get this out. And uh, dude, have fun on your trip, man. Thanks, man. It's gonna be a good yeah. time. Yeah. Cool. People find you online. Find me online. All right. You can find me online at uh, Asan the DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular. Um, Yeah. Derek, thanks again so much for joining me this week. We'll see y'all next week. (laughs) 